Still streaming. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. Online at 98kupd.com. There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. I got another email from a guy who says uh, he's, he's struggling with it. The guy that was dating, although the Al Bundy emails have come rolling in like crazy, and I'm <laughs> laughing very hard at those. Uh, a guy says, uh, modern day dating. That dude who got invited to dinner with that girl a week ago, we read her email or his, says, uh, you know what you should do as a man nowadays? Just keep buying cars and guns and be happy by yourself. <laughs> my friend, uh, I have a friend named Brian who goes, my, my yank game is stronger than any woman could ever do. Because I'm so comfortable with myself by myself, it's great. I'll go out with a girl and said inevitably they'll start saying something like, well, I thought we were going to spend the day together. Nope. We were going to have fun, and then it was over. It was over for that day, and then maybe later. But why can't I come over? Because i got to go yank it. There are a lot of guys in that. Then this whole SeekingArrangements.com thing, that it's, that's where people are leaning now. And I admire the women on SeekingArrangements.com who are basically saying what dudes have always wanted to say. Let's just make this an arrangement. I tell, a, I tell a friend of mine on a regular basis, you don't pay a prostitute for sex, you pay her to leave. That's it. The, the money on the counter is so she goes home at the end. And there's no more of that. Do you want anything else? You've given me all that I needed here from you. I'm drained. Yeah, Thanks. Now, now, I can't do that. Uh, I, I don't, like, I don't know. If I was ever a single man again, that would be the probably the route I'd want to go. Let's just make this a transactional thing. You're probably going to hate me soon. <laughs> and I don't need that. I don't need the ear beating for where I parked or whatever I've done wrong. I'm sure I've done something wrong. But see, uh, yeah. So, that takes a while. You've got at least, you know, two or three months to find that out. Yeah. Well, we all have a friend, though, all of us in this room, who's trying the prostitution route, but he keeps falling for them. And that's a dangerous, that's a dangerous animal, too. Because it's more than just a hooker off the street. Like, they want to hang out. Can't turn a hoe into a house. That's exactly right, Bert. <laughs> so it is. It's tough. It's a tough world out there. Women have it worse than us as far as trying to figure out dating Darryl situations. Daryl Hammond. What was his saying? You can't turn a hoe into a housewife. It was that his yeah, example? Yeah. yeah, it's a f- truth. And he tried. And he tried. <laughs> yeah. And he found out that while the woman he was living with was, uh, when he was at work, was uh, charging her his neighbors for sex. <laughs> it's the way he found her. He's like, yeah, I thought she was normal. And I come back, and it turns out my neighbor's been paying her pretty well to have sex with her when I'm on the road. Now, that's pretty great. So, it is tough. Dating world, got to stink. Sorry, everybody, for having to do it. The Uncle Ricos are out in full force. This one guy's like, my brother is an Uncle Rico. He's in the, his high school hall of fame back in, in Illinois. <laughs> that's all he talks about. And we call him Uncle Rico to his face, and he's still okay with it. <laughs> Glory days, man. He just recently started driving for Amazon. So, you know, it worked out. If you win the Heisman Trophy and don't go further, you're considered a bust. If you impress me with your high school skills and then tell me, well, I was this, it was All-American, I did this, I did that. And then I'm like, well, what happened? And my first question, what happened? Why did it, what, where did it all go wrong? 
What do you mean? I'm in the high school hall of fame. Yeah, yeah, but from there, nothing. Right. All right. Well, thanks, Uber driver. That was impressive, but I guess it didn't really pan out. It's like the dude in Varsity Blues that showed up at the high school uh, party still. Yeah, He's 30 years old wearing the Letterman's jacket. Yep. Still, It's still awesome. Uh, yeah. What is awesome, though, and it is, it kind of ties together here. Today is a humongous anniversary. A humongous anniversary. Gigantic. In the, in the world of uh, pop culture, it is one of the biggest days ever. It is the 46th anniversary of Fonzie jumping the shark, which has now become the uh, the phrase for when something has jumped the shark. For instance, this show, probably about 2009. And that's okay. <laughs> Somehow or another, we've hung on. But yeah, jumping the shark was the, the, the people who don't know in happy days, for some reason, Fonzie went from the cool dude who lived in someone's attic, still not sure how that made him cool, uh, to a water skiing super champion who jumped over a shark on water skis. And was it or was it his motorcycle? No. Why would he jump a shark on his motorcycle? I thought it was a shark No, it is. No, he was water skiing, which oh, makes, that's, which why it makes even less. And Richie was I'm driving. Of, uh, pinky. There it is. There's shark in the water. They have him. The shark uh, wearing his leather jacket, too. Yeah, he's always in his leather jacket. And then right there in the real episode, to be continued. Henry Winkler leaping over a shark that's in a small circled off container for some reason these nobodies from milwaukee went over to los angeles and became like everybody knew who they were but fonzie jumping the shark uh created the jumps the shark moment that is where the show officially went like wow what is going on with this show and from there on there have been moments like that's when this jumped the shark and now Jump the Shark has jumped the shark. Saying Jump the Shark is no longer something people like doing. But think of all the TV shows that did it. The first one that comes to mind for me is always Different Strokes. Different Strokes was my first, like, whoa, this show doesn't know what to do anymore. And they got to the, the, the true Jump the Shark moment of entertainment is in introducing a new cute kid. Re, re, or, yeah, because it replaced someone. Because just... Gary Coleman got creepy. Yeah. He got weird, and he kind of got a little older, and then every. But by the time Gary Coleman got creepy, we all, uh, as Americans, realized he wasn't eight when he started. He was like fourteen. So now we want him to play pretend to be twelve, thirteen, and he's nineteen. And it was weird because he started to take on like manly features, and we're still trying to believe he's in seventh grade. That's every show. As soon as they bring a new kid in, yeah, it's, it's over. done. It's over. So they family him- ties, Cosby show. Danny Brady Cooksey. Bunch. Yep. Cousin mean, Oliver wasn't, he was a goof. Just a, they thought they had a good idea with like this kid that was going to enter in every once in a while. He was hated so much immediately. He yeah. only did like four episodes and they got him out. But again, he was the, let's see if we can get a cute kid in because Bobby and Cindy are kind of creepy right now and the other kids are gone. And a handful puberty. pulled it off for a while, like bewitched. Well, that was just Back replacing. Just replacing yeah. yeah, that's and it, different. It seemed like. Yeah, that's not, that's not like adding somebody. When your show's starting to get like the cute kid syndrome. Uh, the, uh, then Danny Cooksey came in and everybody hated him. He was the little hillbilly kid on on uh, Different Strokes and the little white red-headed ginger nightmare that came in for no reason at all. Uh, Mr. Drummond started to date some southern belle. Who was the guy the that was uh, notorious? Uh, not Ted McGinley. Ted McGinley. Yeah, yeah Ted, Ted McGinley. McGinley's on your show. It's over. It's over. It's the end of <laughs> you're it. You're going to jump right. Yeah. If he, if he showed up and he was on Happy Days shortly after the shark jumping, you're like, this is over. He did it to Married with Children. Yep. He did it. So Jumping the Shark is very real, but it is the anniversary of Jumping the Shark. 
And you always worry when they introduce that new person. Like, is this it? Is this where it jumped the shark? You Again, know. it's usually the kid. I yeah. mean, Raven Simone jumping on the Cosby show yeah. and just all that. <laughs> That's when it's over. Yeah. Because all the kids got older and you're like, why is Theo still living at home? He's 30. Did Happy Days do a final episode? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. No, because it was the show was so over. Didn't Richie come I back uh, or something? I think Richie made one appearance, but Richie wouldn't like Ron Howard wouldn't come back to that show. And they kept writing his parts and he was on the phone. He got married on the phone on the show. Yeah, Lori Beth. Yeah. Fonzie was the proxy. Then Fonzie became a high school teacher. I mean, it really went off the rails. Like Fonzie. And was, that's, yeah. I mean, once it jumped, I didn't, oh, I barely went. recall that was on water skis. Yeah. That's I just remember they were circled in a, the sharks were in a <laughs> caged area or something. <laughs> yes. Caged sharks were uh, just flopping around in the parking lot at Arnold's. Yeah, you just haven't been a tank, I guess, but that would have been easy on the motorcycle. Easy, real worried because Fonzie wasn't known for his water skiing skills, especially in the ocean. But there's Richie. But he's so cool, he can do it. Yeah, Richie was uh, <laughs> the final scene. <laughs> I, Ted McGinnis. But listen, you've got to yeah. stop crying. The tears are running down your nose and into my champagne glass. <laughs> and Al and Ted McGinley. Oh, amazing. Yeah, Richie came back so with a mustache. Ago, I remember when we that. First met, I was going to pound you in some alley, huh? <laughs> and here we are at your sister's wedding. <laughs> Richie, Danny. Oh, yeah, they had that other kid. That oh, they brought a too. kid. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> McGinley it. and a kid. It's over. Don't even film a last final se- it's a, uh, scene, yeah. you know? It is uh, so strange, but jumping the shark is a very real thing. Very real thing. And I find it, you know, like you can see it in tons of different shows, too. Man, it went to 83, 84 season. Oh, yeah, it was. Well, it's only 10 years. And it feels like it was on forever and ever and ever. It was on from 72 to 83, 84, 10, 11 years. A monster. But you think about 10, 11 years shows now. Like, you know, Seinfeld lasted nine years. People say Seinfeld jumped the shark when Larry David left for a couple of years. And in all honesty, though, that's when the show just got insanely funny. Not because Larry David was gone. It just it got so dopey. Like, it, it, it went weird for like a two-year stretch. But some of the best episodes came out of that. But that's when a lot of people say it jumped it. It officially died because of its finale. It's one of the worst finales in television history. What was it they wound up in jail or yeah, something? Yeah, Seinfeld's finale is horrible. He's uh, horrible. Back in the uh, similarity as uh, Russell Brand, they're Ooh. bringing back Seinfeld. Because well, he, he likes young girls. Shoshana yeah. Lonstein. She was uh, 17. He's yep. he, Went back and said, well, she was 18 when we finally started dating. Right. But they dated for four years. But he picked her up at the high school fourth period. There's been several. Day. He was 30, yeah, 38 at the time. A lot of time. comedians have kind of uh, come back on Seinfeld saying he's got a thing for young girls. Even in the show sometimes. Like there's going to be, when that all gets revealed, if it ever comes out, there's a few episodes of Seinfeld where Denise Richards is the 15-year-old daughter of Russell Dalrymple. And uh, or, yeah, I think that was his name. And he was the head of NBC, and his, his daughter comes home, and he and George are staring down her shirt, and she's 14 or 15 years old. And they even make the point of, like, look, it's good cleavage. It doesn't matter how old she is. Aged, and Jerry's big speeches, it doesn't matter how old they are. Cleavage is cleavage. And if, that, if he ever gets busted with what people accuse him of, which is liking young girls too much, and Bobcat Goldthwaite's the leader of the whole run against Jerry being kind of a pervert for young girls. Interesting, because he's, he, you know... He says that's that was uh, 
what we were doing in the 90s, in 91, yeah. 93. And he said, I, you know, knew the family. We dated sure. for four years. I almost married her. Yeah. And she was hot. She had huge cans. But yeah, there's a, there's a few of them. But like Cheers, they say that jumped the shark when Rebecca got there. But I thought it got better. Uh, I remember when there's uh, an adjustment period, but it did. It got yeah. just. Oh, it was great. Yeah. There wasn't much on Cheers. You get right to it. Rebecca was amazing. Uh, and then this guy says, remember that 70s show? They replaced the main character with completely different actors, and they just acted like nothing was there. Yeah, they were staying in the same basement. Hey, I'm like, who is this guy? Why is Seth Meyers' brother on there now? Yeah. Well, same with Bewitched. They just replaced Darren. Yeah. But like, they, this was like, like a new guy. It's just like, let's act like and Roseanne did it. Yeah. It didn't even try to look like the other one. There's a show, Tim Allen, uh, Last Man Standing, where the daughters have, two of the daughters have left, and one has since returned again, but they replaced them with, was like one of them was a short, dark-haired girl, and then the next season she was about a six-foot blonde, and you're like, is that supposed to be the same? This is gonna be rough in reruns. Like if yeah. they go back to back with like, is that the same girl? Totally. Roseanne was funny because they used to just acknowledge like you don't look the same. Like they would occasionally point out that the new Becky wasn't the same Becky. Three's company replaced. Oh, how many times? Brutal. That was Three or four. All negotiations oh. on the first round, wasn't it? They lost blondes like crazy. Yeah. On that show. Yeah, Suzanne Summers was there only for a year, which is hard to believe. Two years. No, it was a year. And then knocked her out, got themselves that uh, Jenny Lee Harrison. Mm. But they never, re- they always It act- never came back. Well, they always, well, no, because they couldn't find a hotter than Suzanne Summers person. She was perfect. You thought that was funny. Holmberg's morning sickness. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? K-U-P-D. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. In that show, the Ropers, when they left and Mr. Oh, Furley yeah. came, there was a lot. That thing kept jumping in the shark and it just kept surviving. Now, there's a lot of them. A lot of TV shows have done it. Almost all of them that last a while have to eventually jump. The Office. Oh, what a moment when that when Steve Carell leaves and they bring in. That, that show loses all semblance of itself when uh, Will Ferrell comes on for that jump. It is catastrophically bad for that period and then james spader's there it doesn't make any sense at all it just stops being funny yeah there's a bunch of them but it's sad because tv can't do it everything does it growing pains had leonardo dicaprio remember that yep he shows up initially to rob the family on christmas and then they take him in because he's a good looking kid good looking white kid robs your family on christmas you give him a bedroom like what brady's family would do leo yeah Mike, is your new brother, Mike? Is Leo DiCaprio? You know how much we're going to get, Mike? Mike! Yeah, that show always had me laughing because they constantly tried to... Once that youngest kid never panned out to be good looking, he was horribly goofy looking. They just introduce a new kid, get rid of this one. This, he's, don't even write episodes for him. I don't know if shows do that anymore. I guess that when they're... Just replace people or... Well, no, I mean, just jump jump the shark. The oh. one that they said uh, is doing it right now is Only Murders in the Building with Steve Martin and Martin Short. And I don't know how you jump the shark by adding Meryl Streep and Paul Rudd to the cast, but everybody's saying that that thing's just done now. It's not funny at all anymore. Uh, Suits, the one that everybody's going bananas over, says yeah. that it just loses complete control about season five. And it's not good anymore after Mad that. Men did. Mad Men completely lost it. I stuck oh, it. I Mad stuck out. Uh, Suits? Yeah, the whole yeah. run. I, the, the last, I was, the last season. 
Yeah, just I, I heard that thing just starts to kind of, and that's the reason I hate binging. But you're still there. I got to see it. Ed. Yeah, because you've put in same with Mad Men. We put in so much time. We expected it to be great, and then you're pissed at the end. It's like I wasted five yeah. years of my life watching this thing, Game of Thrones. Yeah, I, I, mean, I didn't fall for that. That dragoned over the shark. And that is that is the the last season. I look of the at the worst good years with it. Yeah, good for you. That is really. <laughs> I don't know how because the last years ruined the good years. The speed year. The year they kill the goddamn White Walkers with a stick, all of them, the first six seasons become meaningless. That's all, that's all it took? That's all it took? I've been afraid of this? It was, and a little girl stabs one, and they all die. With a sleight of hand. Yeah. And I'm like, that? A little girl killed all of them with S- one move? Sorry if you're watching it right now. Oh, stop. I'm giving you the <laughs> heads up. Never, ever watch Game of Thrones. It's it, the last season and a half. It's horrible. It's just horrible. And then the annoying uh, kid in the wheelchair ends up getting Brand. everything. Oh, hated that Brand. guy. That little BG. He looked like yeah. the BG. Oh, Batman brings it up. How about the Dukes of Hazzard? And it brought oh. Vance and Coy. And- Coy and Vance. <laughs> that, again, was contract negotiation. <laughs> they brought back the guys, but it was never the same. Here's a fun fact for you. Ready to kick yourself in the nuts? Oh. All of us in this room right now. I'm pretty sure this is accurate, are older than Boss Hogg. Well, I know you are when he first started. I know we all are, actually. You're 50 now. Yeah. He was 49 years old when uh, Wow. He was 70 it. when he started. Oh, my God. Here's another one you want to know. Fred Sanford. Sanford and Son? Yeah. Ready? Come on. 48 when the show started. Oh, he always looked that he old? He was 50 when it first aired. 48 when it first got going. 50 when it first aired. Fish from uh, Barney Miller was 49 years old. No way. When the show first started. First episode with Fish is about how he needs to retire. He's 50. <laughs> He's getting a little slow on the streets. You're, w- most of us are older than Boss Hogg was in the beginning. Was Jim it. older than Fish when it started? <laughs> or was he really was the oldest? Jim. Uh, the, the, wasn't that his name? The guy that was really... Uh, it was uh, Christopher <laughs> Lloyd. Oh, Jim That's, taxi. Taxi. That's Taxi. Oh, Taxi. I Jesus that. Christ. Now, yeah, this is like, proof you're older than Boss Hogg. <laughs> Hop, hop, Party getting them all confused. Over, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have cabs pulling into the... Not a lot. Yeah, older than that. Uh, Louis De Palma from Taxi. Danny DeVito was in his mid-30s when that show was on. He always looked like he was 90. Yeah. Wilford Brimley was 48 years old in Cocoon. 53 uh, during The Natural. Abe Goda looked old in they 72 when he was in The Godfather. Yeah. Oh, he always looked like that. Red Fox never looked young. Brady, Brady, what was Red Fox yeah. in his thirties? What did yeah. he look? Brady is eight years older than Red Fox was uh, on the first season of Sanford and Son. Grady from Sanford and Son was forty. <laughs> great makeup. No, he just grew his great and he beard. He was white. That was a thing. Yeah, what you didn't know was that whole character was blackface. Then Grady shows up twenty years later in Boys in the Hood. He looks just like Grady used to. He didn't age a bit. Not at all. <laughs> Black don't crack, but especially when it starts off looking 80. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Start looking back at that stuff. But yeah, jumping the shark things. Uh, this one says, John, the most uh, incredible jumping the shark of all. Incredible how it did it was Shark Week itself. That is so true. Shark Week jumped the shark, which is so meta. When they started doing the talk show with Josh Wolf, and we tease him about that all the time. Shark After Dark. A shark After Dark was the name of the show. And then 
when they started to just make stuff up. They tried to jumpstart it this year with Jason Momoa. <laughs> right. I don't know how ratings did on that. Or Shark Week's dead. Because you can only get so much footage of people getting eaten by sharks before you have to start making things up. A whole week of it? And it's recycled oh, throughout the year. Every, every year catch it was those the same. Episodes every three months, it seems like. Yeah. Did you remember Family Matters, John? Urkel, the main character of the show, wasn't even on the show at the end. Is that true? Did he leave the show? I don't know. Yeah. He said, remember, the show Blackish, which I Nathan said this is really, I actually like that show, but when all the kids got too old and went off to college and stuff, they made the mom pregnant again. They were going to bring a baby into the mix. Like, Jesus. It's all about the kids. What about Mork and Mindy? Uh, that jumped the shark when, unfortunately, Jonathan Winters got there. That's right. When Mirth came along. When he had his child. Because <laughs> people from Ork aged backwards. Like Benjamin Button. So you gave birth to a giant egg, Mork did, and out of it came a mid-60s man. <laughs> and then he just aged back. Mirth. But he was still a baby. I found it hysterical, but evidently it was stupid. Yeah, Dukes of Hazard's a big one. Chips. So, John, when did Chips jump the shark? Oh, easy. When uh, Ponch and John started leaving, like each one was gone. They had a new dude sitting there next to Ponch for a while, and then Wilcox comes back, and there's another Ponch. And they're like, what's going on? I don't remember that. You got to have Ponch and John. Once Ponch and John are gone, Chips was over. <laughs> over. Anyway, jump to the 46th anniversary of it today when Fonzie ruined Happy Days. That was it. In the olden days, they really didn't do it that much because leave it to Beaver. There's nobody got uglier than Jerry Mathers. He was an adorable little kid, but man, puberty did a number on that guy, and he never came out of that. He was horrible looking. And they didn't bring on some new Beaver. <laughs> Every man wished they'd bring a new Beaver into their lives once the old one gets beaten up. But he is a metaphor for life. When your Beaver grows up, gets old and ugly, get a new Beaver. And that's the lesson I learned. Beaver's expiration date. Yeah, that's all. Beaver has an expiration date. And it was about 15 years. About 15 years into this beaver, we were like, this beaver looks terrible. We need a new beaver. And they never brought in a new beaver. Ever. And they just said, all right, beaver's ugly now, and nobody seems to care. Tony reboot it with Junior Beaver. <laughs> little Beaver. Yeah. Hot new Little Beaver, they called it. It didn't work. Yeah. Even I Love Lucy jumped the shark. They moved out of the apartment and bought that farm. Oh, man. Of an upstate And then they, didn't they change the name of the show? To no, no. Oh, there was the Lucy show. There was a Lucy show. Yeah. I Love Lucy, they move out of the New York apartment into a farm. And, and then they Desi, call it the... No, no, no. It never, that didn't switch. And then they moved, and then the Murchis moved right. up, and the show just went away because it wasn't funny anymore because the Murchis somehow or another were there still. And then... Then uh, it was Lucy and the kids. Well, then, uh, then the Lucy show happened. Yeah. 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 I remember this one. Somebody said Fantasy Island when Tattoo left. Tattoo left. I don't remember that. Yep. When Tattoo bailed. So it was just Mr. Rourke and... Mr. Rourke and Abroad. Oh. Yeah. Typical. <laughs> yeah. Abroad replacing a midget. Yeah, exactly. That's what they always do. <laughs> they think they're better than them, but they're not. Nothing was better than Tattoo. Nothing better than The Plane, The Plane. Not the Plane, The Plane. Yeah. You're like, ah, the show is awesome. Immediately. It's so what they, what they do then? Just have some broad in the tower the bitching? The Plane, Mr. Rock, <laughs> The Plane. I am on my period. <laughs> Why do you bring these things up? Who was it we found out he was on multiple cruises falling in love? Always, uh, was it... Uh, oh, there was tons of those, but on the love boat? Was yeah. it Gordon Jump? Or no, what? it was uh, Dick Van Patten. That, that, yeah, that's right. Yeah, they had the same cast over and over with different names. Char was on there like eight times. 
Was he the one that was being aggressive with his wife? He beat up Rue McClanahan yeah. in a very special episode of The Love Boat where he kicked, his, he kicked his wife's ass on the boat a couple of times. <laughs> Just so happened it was Captain Steubing's uh, ex-girlfriend, so he had a thing for her, and then she'd show up with sunglasses at night, and he's like, what's going on? He took them off. She's got two black eyes. Ooh. And then Dick Van Patten, turns out, was beating the tar out of her <laughs> in the cabin. It's only a seven-day cruise. Uh, how, how, <laughs> you just start knocking your wife around. Man, oh, man, do you have a problem. You talked her into going on a cruise She got with the you. wrong room. Oh, she wasn't listening. Everything was her fault. At least twice she didn't listen to Dick Van Patten, and she should have known better. And who goes on a cruise with an abusive husband where the captain of the boat is your ex? That's a bad mix, lady. That's your fault. Cruising for a bruising. Yeah. It's not good. Yeah, you're definitely going to get it. Uh, this one says Spartacus jumped the shark after season one because the main star died. I remember oh, that yeah, dude had cancer. Had cancer. Right? That show for me, uh, too many dicks. Just a it got a little heavy. Got a little leaners. stick heavy. Yeah, they showed a dick a minute on that. Feels like they were trying to meet a quota. It's hey, a so good sex scene. You so. want to feel like garbage? Tony Soprano was thirty eight when the show started. Oh, man. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, all, all the shows do it, but thank you to Henry Winkler. Archie's Place. Oh, oh that was terrible. Well, I don't know what that, that... But that's not even Jumping the Shark. No, it's not. That's it's just a just, new show. Yeah. They had, at least they had the decency to kill Edith and then just change everything. But they brought in a girl, Danielle Brisbois, became Archie's new live-in companion. Some, Sassy. Well, didn't didn't Jack Tripper get his own show too, or something yep. after that? Three's a crowd. That, okay, he started his own oh. restaurant called Jack's Bistro. Yeah. Don't quiz me. I know way too much stupid. Too deep. Stuff. Way too much stupid stuff. Yeah. You know stuff that was just one season. Yeah, and a lot. Of, well, Pink Lady and Jeff is probably the best thing you'll ever get me on, which is the Jeff Altman show, where he just sat in a hot tub and talked to two hot Asian girls for a couple hours. It was pretty terrible. Hill Street Blues had its spinoff. Remember that? No. Which yeah, one was that? That was when, uh, uh, God, I can't remember what it was. The two worst spinoffs ever, After MASH, when MASH ended, and Harry Morgan and Radar did a show called After MASH. Oh. And then, uh, God, I can't remember the name of the Hill Street spinoff, but it was a comedy. The new WKRP sucked. Oh, yeah. But that was just bringing back, trying to bring back member berries. Hasn't been a lot of shows of late that... Dude, I guess Squid Game's probably going to jump the shark if they try a second season. I don't know how you do that. Did you see they're opening up a, f- a theme fun park yeah. for Squid Games? They're going to do it for real. Four, or it's a TV show. $4.5 million or something like that for the winner, but they don't kill you. You just get, like, paintballed or whatever. And the world has just gotten weird. You thought that was funny. You were laughing like a hyena when he said it. What the hell is wrong with you? U-P-D. Holmberg's Morning Sickness. And cartoons. Oh, absolutely. 100% right. Cartoon jumps the shark whenever you have Anne's son or any babies they draw on there. The Flintstones jump the shark when Pebbles had kids. Hanna-Barbera was big on that. Oh, Captain, Captain Caveman, Caveman and Son. son. Hong Kong Fooey had a kid. The different Scooby-Doo Scooby showed up. Scooby Dumb and Scooby Scrappy Dumb. Doo. Yeah. Oh, my God. Scrappy Doo's the worst. Uh, there's one. John, I can't believe you haven't mentioned Saved by the Bell, the college years. The college years. But that isn't jumping the shark. That's just trying to, that's trying to milk it. Uh, Saved by the Bell jumped the shark, uh, the first season. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was just, first it was episode, never probably. a good show. No. 
Well, you know, it was originally in Terre Haute, Indiana. And uh, Kelly Kapowski. And, uh, well, they didn't have all the same cast. They had a couple other girls. And the lady from The Parent Trap was the star of it. She was only there for a year. Haley Mills. Oh, yeah. She was the teacher. And Zach was just kind of a rambunctious kid. And then they moved somehow or another next season. They're off they are in Bayside. They're in California and they're surfing and never explained it. N- new kids. And then Jesse Spano showed up, Elizabeth Berkeley. All right. That show jumped the shark when she had her, her speed problem. Remember that? Oh, yeah. She took the pills. For, you, know, you probably weren't a Saved by the Bell junkie no. like me. But, yeah. She, uh, she started to take Trying to stay up for exams and everything. she had yeah. to get good grades on exams. It was a really funny attempt to try to tell kids to stay off drugs. How but about, it just looked fun. How about Facts of Life? Facts of Life jumped the shark a few times, but mainly when Mrs. Garrett left and Cloris Leachman came on. Well, and they changed, like, they bought a, a the deli or the bakery well, and no, then, no. then the fun store. She and... originally ran the school, and then Edna's Edibles happened, yeah. and they started that, and then that went away, and then Cloris Leachman came in, and it was just some sort of fun Spencer's-type shop. And George Clooney was there a lot. Nobody understood that either. This guy said that they jumped the shark when they brought in a cer- cerebral palsy chick. Oh, <laughs> Jerry. Jerry uh, Jewell. Yep. I don't know what everybody talking about. And they're like, I'm so uncomfortable finding humor in this. I used to be a waitress, but they didn't like how I toss salads. <laughs> that has double meaning. First, she's going to spill your salad, and God knows what else she's talking about. And that was bad. The ep- I think, uh, factually, if you want to really quiz a TV master like me, uh, Facts of Life jumped the shark when Tootie lost her virginity in the backseat of that car. And Natalie was trying so hard to talk her out of it. And she got boned good and hard out in the parking lot of Edna's Edibles and came back in a different lady. And that was like them trying to say it's a, it's a real thing we have to deal with. You're telling me Blair still had her virginity and Tootie lost it first? No way. That's racist. You're just saying those, that Tootie couldn't control herself and Blair could. Blair was knocking... She got her bottom pulled out of her before she was a senior. Please. No way Tootie was a... Tootie was good. Tootie ended up being real hot. Living single, Tootie was a smoker. But Tootie took pipe for the out of all of them. No, nah, I believe Natalie had a hard time getting pipe. Oh, she was at, she was at 2 a.m. brought yeah, at the bar. Natalie like, was oh, the... Yeah, she was man. the BJ queen at the school for Great. Because sure. she had no other options. She had to take care of the football players the only way a fat girl can. I used to get in so many fights with my sister because I would say, hey, Natalie. I would call her Natalie all the time because <laughs> she was worried about her weight. I probably yeah. led her to throwing up a lot of meals. <laughs> They're like, hey, Natalie, you're sitting on the remote. Give it. Shut up. Quit calling me Natalie. Well, quit quit looking like Natalie so much. I hate you so much. And then a few minutes later in the bathroom. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get rid of those graham crackers? <laughs> <laughs> I hate you. Well, whatever. Hey, Natalie, you want to go grab a snack? I hate you. Yeah, I caused all sorts of mental damage calling her Natalie. It's, it's pay it forward, Dan, to you. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Dan, I <laughs> oh, no, I crushed it. The, and my dad would laugh at that. In fact, like, I don't want to watch this show. I know you're, you want to watch yourself on TV. It's a big accomplishment. But give me that remote. We're not watching it. <laughs> my dad would like, <laughs> he's just kidding around. No, I'm not. She looks just like Natalie. That's enough. <laughs> that was just like a daily thing at my house. Call her Natalie a few hours later. The bathroom smelled like our dinner. I barf up my food because my brother thinks I look like Natalie. She didn't. That was the best part. She was just so worried about being fat. (laughs) I could tease it. I would touch that nerve and make the food come back. 
Anyway, happy anniversary, Fonzie. And the like. I'm also all done with the... Although I do really enjoy the one meme that's going around where it's uh, Nancy Kerrigan and Tanya Harding skating around and Tanya's giving Nancy a look and it just says Brittany Mahomes and uh, Taylor Swift. It is so similar to that. You have got like... Evidently, and I read this yesterday, we were joking that Brittany Mahomes would be tweeting during the game and stuff, and her, like, attention was zero. Like, she had, like, seven retweets, where normally she's got 150 or something. Like, nobody's paying attention to She is going to pipe me Taylor Swift if this continues, because Brittany Mahomes, th- that's the only thing I care about. Doug Hopkins sent me a video this morning of a wife telling her husband, that Taylor Swift blew this Travis Kelsey guy up. Like, he's blown up now. Now everybody knows who he is. And his husband's like, what are you talking about? Because nobody knew who he was. And then Taylor Swift started to date him. And now everyone knows who he is. And, and, and she says, and his friend Moms, like, people know him too. And he's like, are you crazy? It's like the best quarterback tight end tandem of all time. Yeah, but nobody knew that until Taylor Swift was at the game. And he wants to, I don't I can't even talk to him. I hate you. She's already, it's, you know. Ryan Clark was on TV yesterday, former Steelers guy. He's on ESPN. And he said, uh, it's it's hard to be bigger than the NFL. Like, the NFL is a massive, it's the number one show on TV by triple every week. And, he, and Ryan Clark said, it's harder to do something that makes the NFL smaller. Taylor Swift did it. She's bigger than the NFL. And he said, the attention that she just brought to this Bears and Chiefs nightmare, where 24 million people watch, which is astronomical for a terrible football game was based solely on the fact that people were tweeting and oh my the god Taylor they're Swift looking this year. for too the nfl Huge. to expand 11 to 17 year old girls uh it was like a 7 million percent uptick in in uh like uh, like checking it out online of both you got yeah. the swifties and people that can't stand but the nobody's that don't they're she just brought eyes to yeah. the party which uh, is dangerous it's like us going out and saying hey uh, here's a bunch of 50-year-old housewives. We don't get those numbers. Like, our ratings don't have 50-year-old housewives. We just do, we do poorly in that demographic. But trying to invite them in here, inevitably one or two are going to look around and go, how long has this been happening? I'm putting a stop to it. You invite nuns to a bachelor party, and they're going to start screaming, how long, what is going on? They're going to put an end to it. You really don't want eyes that don't like football on it, especially mothers. Of young kids who are seeing like their kids, my, oh, my child can never do this. This this needs to be stopped. It's so violent. You know, you just you're gonna have you're gonna have eyes. Tay Tay gave it the thumbs up. Tay Tay likes it until she doesn't, and once Tay Tay says it's over, and I swear it's it's you're gonna already day one they're trying to stop the tomahawk chop. I don't even know what's next. It's gonna be flag football from why don't girls play? How come girls aren't playing? I've been seeing that clip of that. Girl at some Division Four school playing safety for one play, and she just runs backwards, and the quarterback gets sacked. It's not even a play, and they're like, "Oh, she's the first. And then the HBCU, the black college girl that kicked off, worst kickoff I've ever oh. seen. They're celebrating it. <laughs> well, she got injured during practice. <laughs> Why? She got a knee brace that on. Week. If your kicker has a <laughs> knee brace, she shouldn't be out there. He or she? I couldn't believe the guy said that. Right? Yeah. Before, well, yeah, she's of she terribly injured, injured a couple yeah. of times. She's crippled uh, this week see. practicing. Why in the world? Would you roll her out there other than to just say, yeah, we got a chick on the field. Isn't it cool? It's the worst kickoff I've ever seen. I, like, a, like a kid who's never seen football. He goes, go kick that ball. Same exact results. 
It was five yards longer than an onside kick. It was 20 yards, and it barely made it. Like, it was horrible. It's one step above Charlie Brown's kick. Yes, at least she made contact, (laughs) but yeah. And they're celebrating it. I'm like, if I was a woman, this would be insulting to me. It's like, oh my God. They rolled a woman out there, and she did a terrible job, and we're acting like she belongs. It's it, Get a qualified lady out. You keep saying that you can play. You're qualified. Go do it. Who was that girl that was on the women's soccer team that started kicking field goals and stuff? And then when they put her up against like a real snap run and go, the time of a, of a NFL, they didn't actually put her on the field. But they're yeah. like, all right, let's see if you can pull this off in like snap time. Snap, hold, Two steps. kick. Two steps or and, whatever. It's, and it's under like, it's like 0.9 seconds. That ball has to be contacted. And she was like a, a second and seven. Like, because she would wait. like, And she was still kicking, okay, but she couldn't get it past, like, 43 yards or whatever. And it was still pretty good, but that's the best they had. And she still wouldn't have even come close to qualifying for a job. So it's actually degrading to put someone out there doing a terrible job and representing all female kind. I don't, if I was a woman, I'd be like, stop it. Until we can do it, don't just push one of us out there. Especially a knee brace. If you're if you're a feminist, you're like, why is the girl with the knee brace representing us? Oh, she was injured a few times trying this. Okay, then we're not ready. We're not ready. Does that mean they'll stop the WNBA? Uh, no, they'll never stop it. That was one thing at the you pub. You need an grub. outlet. Pub and Grub yesterday. They had the WNBA on. There was a lady, Brett put Skid Row on the speakers. Seems I think fitting. You started with monkey business, yeah. right? Because there was no music, and then, you know, you pop it on there through the whatever that system is. And so Skid Row comes on, and I can't see her. She's sitting behind me, but Brett goes, the lady behind us is into it. And Matthias sitting there. She's like, yeah, it's way into it. So I had to go to the bathroom. I didn't realize. So about halfway through monkey business, I get up, and I turn around, and the crypt keeper is into monkey business. And she was looking, Mesa, when you think the lady's 80, she's probably about 43. (laughs) But this lady was into this song and came over while I was in the bathroom to tell Brett that she used to be a go-go dancer. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and Brett, why, because I wasn't there, didn't you offer her a few bucks to show off? Uh, no. Yeah, I would have given her a few bucks to you get the hell out. If I was there, that lady would have still been dancing on her oh. table. We'd still be at the P&G. <laughs> table dances. At the oh, pub and, yeah, pub and grub table dances <laughs> from Bitter Beer Face, the woman. Oh, it was weird. I turned around and saw her. It was like somebody built an animatronic puppet that's supposed to look funny dancing to Skid Row. <laughs> and it, she was creepy. A tooth, maybe a tooth. If we're lucky, it was a full tooth. <laughs> it was a. It was a chomper. It got yeah. through it. She could get an apple cracked. <laughs> She's not going to chew off a piece, but she can get into an apple. Yeah, she'd have been a bad beaver, but she's a decent tooth. In fact, I think her name was Doctor Tooth <laughs> when she was a go-go dancer. I used to be a go-go dancer back in the day. Where? Yeah, yeah where? In the at 20s. The, at the bar for the blind, please? <laughs> so, yeah, pub and grub. That was pretty great. What do you got on the board of musical treats there? Uh, wake Up Song Time brought to you by our buddies at Action Ride Shop. Weather's going to be in like the 80s this weekend, I heard. So uh, now's the time to get that bike tuned up. Bring it on over to Action Ride Shop. Mention KUPD. Get 10 bucks off your tune-up. Or if you need a new bike, uh, they got Santa Cruz's and Kona's all on sale. Plus, if you're, uh, you know, the, the new e-bike thing, the craze that's sweeping the nation. Boy, is it. They got a full line of e-bikes for including the new uh, Pivot Shuttle. So check them out online. 
actionrideshop.com, or just go visit them over there at, at Gilbert Road in Southern and Mesa. By the way, a uh, Diamondbacks fan says, how come Brett hasn't mentioned the 15-4 to 4 romping of the White Sox yesterday? <laughs> uh, you can ask John. I was pulling for yeah, He was the actually Diamondbacks. rooting for the Diamondbacks. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. His, he's mad at his White Sox. Oh, they're terrible. Yeah, it's a rough go. go so, uh, on the list, we got Avatar, Mastodon, Corn, uh, August Burns, Red, Rage Against the Machine, but uh, Cliff Burton died on this date in oh, 1986, so we got Whiplash or Orion on the list. Orion's the big bass one. Yeah. Might as well do that for Cliff. Right. Let's get a little Orion in there. They did that live. Yeah. Which I couldn't believe they did, but I mean, it's 40-year celebration of Metallica, but when they broke that out, I'm like, whoa. And, you know, it certainly wasn't something I expected, but Trujillo's out there just crushing that, and I'm like, I guess you kind of have to do that oh, yeah. when you're celebrating all of your work. And Trujillo can pull it off. And boy, can he ever. And that sounded incredible. Yeah. So, yeah, I couldn't. I didn't expect that instrumental to be part of the entire deal but boy was it ever and it it shined in that night it was a it was a good one no absolutely i couldn't believe that they, they did it so yeah we'll get a little orion in there for metallica how, how long ago was this 86 Oof. coming up on 40 years of that that was 86 that's right so they had just they hadn't done ride the lightning was the last one right no master master puppets yeah because that's when ride was lightning on. was next no 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 it was Kill them backwards. all, ride the lightning, master, right. and then and justice. And justice. That's, that's when I, that's when Newstead came in and they eliminated the bass. Right. Terrible at remembering albums in order. Justice for All was the one after he died. Yeah. That's right. Oh, uh, it's Orion. This is off of Master Puppets. You're right. This is awesome. So Cliff Burton, one of the originals of Metallica, doing this. This is a bass masterpiece. It's uh, Orion. Arizona's most powerful rock radio station. He said, fully erect. 